0: Deportes Nation, thank you for joining us, Deportes y Mas, sports and more, the more is what we're going to talk about a little bit today, Alex Parra with you, thank you for joining us, for taking the time to listen here, Deportes Nation, today a special show for me, why, well because I'm on it, number one, that's special, but more importantly because I'm bringing, as they say, my little sister on the show today. Yes, first time that I get to officially to introduce to present my lovely younger sister, my only sister, to be accurate. (laughs) The lovely, the talented Grace Parra, Gracie. Welcome to the show. Lovely, talented. How are you?
1: the best sister alive um thank you for that wonderful introduction there's a few more qualifying um adjectives i think that
0: you could give me but that's fine um
1: i am so good i'm very excited to be talking to you today hello yeah
0: well it's it's a new thing we're trying and after after all Mm -hmm. the years of knowing each other it's the first time we've actually hit the air together if you think about it gracie
1: that's true. That's true. And I have um, really bad acid reflux today, so if you Oy. hear me like, <clears throat> yeah. I know it's terrible. I've even like I stopped drinking several weeks ago, and I feel great about it. But I still think I'm eating like shit. So, right. oh, can I say that? I don't uh, know. Apparently, eating you like- can.
0: No, we won't beep it out. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> the, the sensors, the sensors won't care. Um, to give okay, you fair. all that are listening a little background, Gracie um, was born when I was a senior in high school. Just to let you know mm-hmm. how much of an old man I am, but. <laughs> she has been a blessing to our family. And in a way, generationally, Gracie, you and I are, in a way, worlds apart. Out of our yeah. family, you're the only one born in the U.S. I was born in Mexico. You've grown mm-hmm. up here your entire life. But mm-hmm. as, as, as different as that may be generationally, we're still still very similar in, and, and of course, the way we were raised. Our parents, Mexican immigrants, our experience mm-hmm. here in the United States. And we mm-hmm. know, Gracie, that the, the, the immigrant... Um, experience in this country continues to evolve and change and even though we're going i'll say this through difficult times it is our time gracie i think it's time for latinos to 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 stand up for everything we've done in the past and what's coming for us in the future does that make sense
1: Uh, oh yeah completely i mean i i think it's interesting I, that you speak of the kind of generational difference between the two of us. I agree, but I also believe that there are more similarities than there are differences for sure. And a lot of that is because my parents even – and by the way, I always refer to them as my parents. They're not like mine. They're yes. our parents. In this case, yes. <laughs> in this case, they are our. They are our. Um, our parents really did raise us relatively similarly, I think. I yes, might be. Yes,
0: I, I dressed just like you did in little girls' clothing most of my <laughs> life. Maybe exactly. that explains Still something.
1: Do. <laughs> you still wear the pink ribbons. I'm not sure why I gave that up 20 years ago, but glad you still have We those.
0: won't talk about that on the show.
1: um but yeah i I think that um i I don't ever feel like worlds apart from you ever 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 i think the only difference is that like we live in different states now i live in california i live in los angeles specifically which is a very hyper almost annoyingly liberal uh city absolutely Um, and and i say that it's annoying not because liberalism is annoying because obviously this is my school of thought and it's something that i believe in very wholeheartedly but annoying in that it can be a bit of a bubble and that's what i find um you know, frustrating as somebody who's very intellectually curious in all sides of the political uh, debate. So, um, yeah, but other than that, and other than the fact that you have three kids and I can barely take care of a plant, um, I think that we're pretty, pretty similar.
0: <laughs> well, some would argue I can't take of one or two of my kids either, but that, that's a whole other story for another show. <laughs> uh, um, the, 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 the point or one of the points, Gracie, is that as different as we may be, we're very mm-hmm. similar. And I think this is symptomatic of Latinos in general, in the United States. We share the mm-hmm. same values of family. We share the same mm-hmm. values of really conservative in what sense? In the sense that we, we, we're here to help each other. We're here to help mm-hmm. others. And we're mm-hmm. not selfish about it. That, that's a value yeah. that transcends, I think, political party. And it's funny how we, as Latinos, haven't really talked about that. It's, well, no, traditionally I'm this or I've been that. Um, I think we're diverse. But at the same time, the root values that we have, family, helping mm-hmm. each other, education, wanting to improve ourselves, that transcends labels.
1: Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. And I think what's what's um, a qualifier here is that a lot of those values that you just mentioned are sort of attributed to Latinos and to Latino identity. But the reality is they're a lot more universal than that. Sure. I mean, it might be more attributable to the immigrant experience and to those of us who are children of immigrants because I've noticed that that's a similarity that I find with my Vietnamese friends and with my Chinese American friends and with my Indian friends and African American friends, friends who uh, are also the children of immigrants, Um, you know, especially things like family and things like an affiliation with with religion, even if it's something that's abandoned later in life. Um, And those aren't necessarily attributable to those of my gringo friends who were born and raised. Here, um, as, as, as well as their parents. So, I say that because I think there's a lot more universality in issues that, uh, that we might find relevant to us as Latinos, um, which might be something for us to talk about too. Sure. Like, I, I don't know what these so called Latino issues are. I know what people try to tell me Latino issues are, which is immigration, and that's pretty much it. DACA, sure. Um, You know, the caravans, for sure. Do I care about these things? Of course. Do you? I'm sure. Of course you do. You're an empathetic person. But, but sometimes I feel like, um, regardless of which generation we're in, we are sort of pigeonholed into talking about a few talking points that others have determined Latinos need to talk about, rather Absolutely. than us determining for ourselves what's kind of applicable to our own... Yeah. Um,
0: Lives and, and look, I expect this to be a series of discussions and, and conversations about this, Gracie, because there's so much there. Number one, you're right. Mm-hmm. There is a bubble effect in the coast. I live in Houston presently in Texas, where it's slightly different. But, 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 but we at times in the middle of the country, if you will, feel like, yes, the media, those people mm-hmm. on the coast, east or west, don't have mm-hmm. and are not in touch with the rest of us. And that's something yeah. that actually has propelled and propelled Trump to the presidency. But they're not the right. majority. And and that's where the disconnect is. One of right. the disconnects is. So we, we've got to talk about, yes, that that us as, as as Americans, period. You you talked about your blank friends or your blank friends or your other type uh, uh, hyphen friends. We should all just be Americans. I, I, is it too much to ask that to begin with? There's nothing being with 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 den- we cannot deny our roots. <clears throat> we cannot deny where we come from and be being proud of that. Um, But is that too much? Are we not ready for that as a country yet?
1: Well, yeah, that's that's I think the the distinction there. It's are we ready to be a nation without identity? No, absolutely not. Should we be? I don't think so, because while i agree that it would be wonderful to be colorblind and to live in a post racial world we're not there yet at no. all a, a, at all i mean no indication in fact if anything we've regressed i think dramatically in the last few years and yes a lot of that is attributable attributable to the administration that's currently in office but you you also touched on something that i think we agree on but the point the the extent of which i think is 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 undetermined which is Pride in our background, pride in our race races, pride in our ethnicities, pride in in the uh, heritage that brought us to where we are today. I think the difficult thing is how do you attempt to live in a society that doesn't see race without denying some pride in the ethnicity and race that you were given upon birth yes, yes. does that make sense it that is. like in other words for for me i am so proud of being latino interestingly i wasn't i like you mentioned i'm not even i wasn't even born in, in mexico and you're, it's you're well, grown the, into the,
0: the dirty little secret is you're not even my sister but we'll, we'll explore that <laughs> in, in episode three
1: <laughs> exactly exactly i'm sure mary and ralph will have a lot to say about that um but hey they raised me anyway so thanks for you're
0: that. actually greek um, but that's a whole other story
1: i'm actually greek i will you know what I I did for the first few years of my life especially in like elementary school when I went to a predominantly white elementary school right. tried to pass myself off as Italian because it wasn't cool to be Mexican. Sure. That has changed dramatically. I have become so um proud so Mexican, Mexican
0: you can't Mexican. even stand. Tacos for breakfast, lunch and dinner.
1: Exactly, exactly, exactly. I just wear I just wear the sombrero constantly. But but check it's this not out. Very okay. Convenient. What
0: what you and I just said as a joke if a anglo person said that would they be considered racist, Gracie? Is that where we are?
1: Um, I think so. Yeah, I think that they would be racist. But that's a
0: joke. I'm not offended by that. Are you?
1: Well, here's the thing. Context. I hate to say this. And this is going to be controversial. But context means a lot. The reality is, if one of if your white wife said that joke to you, it's not a big deal. You know, her, you know, she's not racist. I know know
0: most of my white wives. Yes. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know that it's coming it's coming at you from a place of of candor and and comedy. But if some random dude on the street who didn't know you said it with a tone that was like clearly malicious, then that's racist. So, I hate to add context to it because the reality is like, yeah, that should be considered racist in all contexts, but it's it's not. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not. So I, I don't know. I, I think that that actually gets so, really interesting conversations about the place of comedy right now, because, you know, there are a lot of comedians that feel like they can't be as real with their work as they would like to be because we live in, a, in two a country.
0: Right. Right, well, is is the Me Too generation, Gracie? Also, and I'm not making light of this, but when is it harassment, and when is it, oh, that cute guy just offered to buy me a drink? If the, if if, okay, if, well, cute- if, he, if if he looks like Pierce Brosnan, it's great. If he looks like Alex Parra, <laughs> you're calling nine one one.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, two things. First of all, one of one of is very relevant because I was corrected on this earlier today. Ah. Um. And not corrected, but but uh. Educated. Uh, the point was made that <laughs> I referred to us living in the quote unquote Me Too uh, era earlier as well. Yeah. And uh, a TV exec was like, you know, why don't we refer to it as the hashtag Times Up movement, not the Me Too movement? Because even though those two are intertwined, there is actually distinction. When you consider Me Too, Me Too connotes, assault victims and harassment victims who are standing up for themselves after having been victimized. The Time's Up movement is a slightly more uh, broader and in, in some contexts more positive mm-hmm. um, uh, connotation for the same uh, the same movement. Time's Up meaning, of course, that time's, time is up on the patriarchy. So uh, I call that out only because I was corrected on that earlier today and I actually like it. I like referring to this era as the Time's Up era because I think that that is a, a more positive um, spin on it and, and, and more reflective of the kind of um, the kind of negativity that those who have been affected by the me too movement specifically have gone through that those of us who haven't uh, you know want to empathize
0: with but can't say that we've also gone through it does yeah. that make sense yes yes, yes it does and, and now now look <clears throat> and, and this but this is where we are that at some point conversation has to be open we have to be sensitive, yes, but also we have to be able to express ourselves. We're all going to make mistakes, Gracie. We're all going to say things that are not PC. Trust me, in, in my broadcasting career, by the way, mainly in, in in Spanish language, the approach to something is so different than we would in English that, yeah, if you probably dug up some Alex Parra calls of the NBA from 10 years ago, you might be mm. offended by every other word I said and the way I said it. So, So mm-hmm. my point is, is this not an evolving situation? Meaning, who we are, what we are, and how we define ourselves. And to to use again sports because it's the world I know. We've gone to our corners now, Gracie. The the mm-hmm. the 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 movement is to well. This is who I am, and if you're not with me, you're against me.
1: Okay. Well, there's lots. Of, there's a lot to unpack there. The,
0: there sure uh, is the, a big belief. The
1: the... <laughs> <laughs> the, fir- the first. The first thing I think is. Um, we look, the good news is that we're evolving. The good news is that we're having these conversations. The good news is that we're all, I think, hopefully watching what we're saying a little bit more. Uh We can't we can't erase what happened in the past for any of us by any means. But we can take some accountability for what happens in the future. And also, I think we can take accountability for what happened in the past as well. So that is that is to say that you're you know you you might uh, uh, admit that there are certain things that you said on air you know a decade ago that it seemed fine then that you'd look back on right now and be like this is insane why did I say that I would agree I did the same thing you know I'm sure I'm sure there are tweets out there that I've tweeted that would make me look horrific now which were never intended to be malicious but I think that what's important is that going forward we have a protocol that is as inclusive and as um, consider it as possible and as aware as possible and not, that we're not trying to regress back to a place of let's just say anything because rhetoric doesn't matter and I want to exercise my First Amendment rights because the reality is that that is is that turns into maliciousness what you did you know what you might have said or what I might have tweeted 10 years ago wasn't malicious the intent was not malicious now going back and saying I'm going to say these these inflammatory things because I have a right to that then the intent is is different now. And in a court of law, the intent would would there, thereby change what an outcome might be, what kind of judgment you might receive, because intent is everything. Yeah, yeah. So um so so yeah, I mean I I would I would start there with with um part of what you said and then I forgot the rest because I blacked
0: yeah, out well no you're 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 intellectually now where I'm at uh, with these things and, and you can't <laughs> keep true. up. I, am a woman, I I understand so. No no I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> the the point See, is this yeah. That's a joke. That's a joke that
1: we can make oh, okay. because, first of all, I, can, I, you, I know that you saying you don't mean it, and you know, second, I guess I made the joke to myself. Well,
0: and I otherwise. also know you're not a woman, which is another big revelation for, for Chapter <laughs> seven, 73 of the series. Um, That's true. That's true. Gracie, I think what we're finding in our conversation is what many families find. We may disagree at times politically, but really when you mm-hmm. peel away the layers, we really feel the same way. We, we want the best for our families. We want the best for our children. We want to be respected. We want to have opportunity. You tell me who doesn't want that. And, and the point is, how, how can we not get there? And why can't we get there sooner rather than later and going through all of the drama that's unfolding now in our country?
1: Because, because I think that while I agree with you that you and I have the same intent, I don't think that everybody does have the same intent. I really don't. I think, unfortunately, we're living in an era where this administration and this president specifically is opening the door for people to be really hateful towards each other. And that, I think, is as a strategy. As a of con- voted a, him in,
0: and as a conscious strategy, strategy correct?
1: Exactly, exactly. As a conscious strategy. So, are we on the same page universally? No. Are you and I? Yes, totally. Yeah. For the Can most people part, people from. <laughs> Can people from the conservative side and the liberal side be on the same page ideologically? I think absolutely. But the problem was when you have leadership that desires to keep uh, that desires to keep calmness far away from the conversation that that wants to incite violence. I mean, I hate to I hate to bring this up, but you've heard about this the the bombing suspect of who who has now been taken under um, uh, custody. under uh, custody earlier today. Yeah, I mean. You know, I don't know if you've seen the van. Hopefully the listeners that, that are out there are are uh, aware of, like, the the van that this guy was not just uh, driving around but also living in because apparently he'd been kicked out of his parents' house, which is something you and I can both relate. Uh, it happens to um, us
0: constantly. <laughs>
1: constantly. But this, the, 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 the images that he uses are, are all so negative and malicious. This guy was telegraphing what he was going to do before he did it. He literally – I'm looking at it right now and he's got a picture of Hillary Clinton with a target over her face. Yeah. He telegraphed to us what he was going to do and he said all this in the name of Trump and all of this in the name of this administration because Trump says things. I mean, he's like, there. He's on record saying to his audiences, hey, if you beat that guy up, don't worry about it. I'll support you in a court of law. No, that- you know what? The problem is that we don't ruffle each other's feathers often enough. That's That's inciting violence and that is That transcends party to me that that is just that is strictly malicious. And that's the kind of stuff that understandably, my party, the Democratic Party and liberals cannot get behind, no matter how much he might say that he's interested in, you know, in peace and equality amongst all parties and all people. He's not.
0: And, and look, the, the, the calls for violence, Grace, I think, exist on both extremes. And, and I'm not going to defend one or the other. It's it, You cannot defend that kind of, of rhetoric, period. There's no justification. There's no place. I, I think where we are apart, part, not you and I, we as a country, is that we're entrenched in those positions. And we are all looking for whatever is next in order to continue to justify that. I think we need to, as they say in, in, in Spanish, take it... Uh, Tomar un asiento, encuerarnos, not literally get naked, but be honest <laughs> with each other and, and 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 fix it versus hey this just serves to justify this and that. The 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 the, the Trump administration they're entrenched in their belief that the, the, the president's words have no absolutely no uh, uh, influence on acts like we're seeing with the bombing, which is outrageous. Of course they do. Everything he says. Mm-hmm. Everything he says Mm -hmm. has an effect on it. Uh, But we cannot leap to say that he is the one to blame for whatever this investigation, by the way, which is still unfolding, Gracie. We don't know who this Mm -hmm. man is, who was behind him, etc. But we we all reach our conclusions prior to even seeing the evidence at times which can be dangerous we cannot get ahead of time, at,
1: here's the thing at, here's the thing at times yes in this case absolutely not the evidence is all there and it's all that we need and and i i hate to say this but you said that that there that there's violence being incited on both sides but alex i don't i don't i don't agree with that I maxine, maxine Democrats- waters
0: maxine waters
1: I don't think that she's inciting physical violence. No, I actually just just saw her a few nights ago. No, I mean I, you see I, I don't it, you, think that she's inciting see it, this kind of violence.
0: You see it as what? As as First Amendment and <clears throat> and and and, and demonstrating disenchantment.
1: She's I, not telling people to go out there and and fight each other physically. That, Trump is, that is. That's that, the I have
0: not. You're right. I'm not quoting her as saying that. You're right. The president has said that in many times he it's okay to body slam reporters. Correct.
1: Exactly. Exactly. That, that if you body slam a reporter, you're, you're one of his dudes. He likes that. That's, I mean, it's just, there's a direct correlation between that kind of rhetoric and between this, this bombing suspect. I hate to say that, but he is giving license to, to people who are probably... Mentally challenged, mentally ill, going through you know their own mental health issues. Um, he's, I think he is, he is, he is welcoming them to allowing them to justify hateful and violent actions, and that is completely uncalled for. That's the point at which I have to put my foot down and say, yeah, okay. I mean, I'll do whatever I I can to make sure that this guy doesn't continue having a platform, and that people who support him don't continue having a platform because I fear for my safety. I mean, I'll give you an anecdote. I was at Politicon, which is this big political convention this past weekend and it's something that I've really enjoyed doing for the past several years and one that I, I would very much like to continue doing as well as a host and as a moderator and Alex this was the first time that the panels that I that I, that I was in it had uh, an audience that was so riled up that they they tried to storm the stage we had people that had to be kicked out of these rooms women specifically who had to be kicked out by by security guards out of a room because they were so upset and so riled up because that is the kind of tenor of this of this country right now and i can tell you that four years ago that was not the case there was there was there was more calmness. There was more thoughtfulness. There was more of an interest in listening. Yeah, of course, there's always been anger in this country with very, very good reason. But I'm seeing firsthand a new level, a new level. And I attribute that directly to having a president who gives a, a, a rhetoric that is intended to incite violence.
0: Well, you know who's put their foot down, Gracie, is our producer who's telling us. It's enough goodness for one podcast. We need more, and we will have more of these podcasts. I don't know what we should call them. Maybe, maybe those of you listening can come up with a with a good name for the podcast. Two paras like in a pod. Maybe he said, she said, parra, or parra. no, or Alex is right, Gracie is wrong. I like that one. Oh,
1: that's- that's, 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 that's just true. That's true. Listen to Alex and ignore Grace. That's pretty much how, how uh, it goes in our household, so, too.
0: I think that's a lot more family. accurate for, for this podcast. So thank you, <laughs> first of all, Gracie, for, for being on the air officially for the first time ever in our careers. Well, you have a career. I, I have a pretend career. So I, 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 you're a real artiste. I just pretend to be one. Uh, no, it,
1: mine is fake, mine is fake, don't worry, <laughs> fake news, fake news.
0: It's been a, a pleasure to uh, to uh, to do this podcast with you. Thank you all who have listened. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, there'll be more of, of these podcasts. Yes. Help us find a name, help us find a name, and and this is what it's all about. We may not agree yes. on everything, but I think communication and conversation are huge. On behalf of Grace, Yay! I'm Alex. See you guys next time here on whatever this is called, on the Porta <laughs>